everyone, Scott Solari here, and welcome back to the Entrepreneurial Wealth Manager Podcast, where we interview successful wealth managers and uh, professionals in order to learn about their journey, the obstacles they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your wealth management business. Again, this is Scott. I am super excited for today's episode and uh, interview with uh, Lauren Williams. So Lauren is a uh, she's she's really great, and the reason I like her so much is she's she's super down to earth, but she's really hardworking and she takes initiative. She's a four-time Olympian turned registered investment advisor uh, for pro athletes, millennials, and really much anyone that needs help, you know, building a financial plan and um, you know implementing uh, or and needing assets under management. Just all of that, she does it all. But she's a ten-year veteran uh, athlete, MBA. Uh, three-time Olympic medalist. So cool. Lauren found uh, financial advice hard to come by in her athletic career, which led her to find her uh, worth-winning financial plan coaching company with an innovative, affordable model. So with that being said, you know, Lauren, like I said, is uh, fantastic. And you're going to get some really good insight on, you know, how she uh, approaches helping her clientele and what she's done that done, excuse me, to overcome challenges uh, in her career, in her own, you know, financial life as being an athlete and what she is doing to uh, help others. So uh, stay tuned, listen up, and we'll catch you on the uh, flip side. Thanks, guys. All right. Welcome back to the Entrepreneurial Wealth Manager Podcast. I am super excited to have uh, Lauren Williams on with me. Lauren, thank you so much for uh, doing this interview. I really appreciate it. It's good to be here. Awesome. So, Lauren, I you know I've obviously done some research about you, but I, I know that your your background a little bit, and I always like to start off and kind of learn a little bit about my guest's story. And I think you know yours is obviously very interesting, having such a sports and dynamic background. So, um, tell us a little bit about. Your, your background, you know, being an, being an athlete and then transitioning that into being, you know, in a financial advisor, an advisor for, um, you know, a lot of athletes out there as well. So tell us a little bit about that story, if you don't mind. All right. Let's see if I can sum up 33 years in three, or <laughs> three to five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. I went to the University of Miami on a track and field scholarship, and I was really so grateful to my coach for the opportunity to get a free education that I wanted to work hard on the track to repay her for that. And that's kind of where my track and field kind of stardom came from. I wasn't necessarily trying to be an Olympian. It wasn't a goal of mine since I grew up or anything like that. I just, you know, had some talent and wanted to repay my coach uh, for giving me the opportunity to get an education, which was the most important thing to me. So I went pro um, at age 20, my junior year of college. I had so much success that I, I won the NCAA championships and went on to, you know, the Olympic trials. It was 2004 at that time and, you know, had to turn pro. I, I made the Olympic team and I was just 20 years old. And being a finance major, I realized that I didn't learn what I needed to about personal finances, but I also did learn that it was important to have somebody to help me organize this new income that I had. You know, I was 20 years 
years old and I was making over $250,000. So quite a bit of change for, you know, someone who had five sisters, two brothers, wasn't going to be able to afford to go to college otherwise. Family didn't have a whole lot of financial literacy and I wanted to make good decisions. So I bumped into a financial advisor, you know, through a friend of a friend sort of thing. And he set me up with a million dollars of whole life insurance, um, a SEP IRA and a brokerage account. And that was pretty much, you know, where we where we started. And um, that's pretty much all I got. So I was wondering, you know, uh, how much money can I spend on a monthly basis? How much do I need to be setting aside? How much house can I afford to buy? Should I even be buying a house? Um, can I can I afford a car? What kind of car? All those kinds of, you know, just basic fundamental questions. And I wasn't getting answers to those things because, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but, you know, he provided the services for what he could get paid for. And that was something outside of the scope of what, you know, he, he billed or paid for, uh, charged for. Uh, so I didn't have answers to those questions. And then you fast forward to 2007, he gave me a call and he said, you know, uh, just like to call my clients directly whenever something happens in the market. And we lost a lot of money. And I just wanted to let you know that. And he didn't say, uh, why we lost money. He didn't explain like with the times or what was going on during that period. he just said, I like to let people know. And that's kind of where I got fed up. And I was like, you know what? I've been trusting someone else to handle my affairs. I have very little answers. You know, I'm trying to do the right things with my money. I need to start educating myself. And so that's when I started to, you know, read blogs and articles and things like that. Um, I hired another guy that was working with um, athletes uh, and a lot of athletes that I knew. And so I thought that might go better. And I explained the services that I thought I wasn't getting from him, uh, from the previous advisor to this guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we take care of all of that. Don't worry. Um, well, long story short. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, for sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you should sue that other guy and we're going to take good care of you. Um, and he didn't. He didn't take any better care of me. Um, he actually just transferred everything over into his name. And uh, just to give you guys a... a uh, inkling of how bad it was. I owned Bear Stearns in 2012. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're like, wait, you can't own Bear Stearns in 20. 20- yep, I, I did. That was a line item in my portfolio in 2012. So like, what's your mindset at this point? I mean, like, obviously, you know, you're starting to realize the importance of understanding, you know, finance and your own finance and, and the investments you should be making or shouldn't or, or where to even go and educate yourself. Like where, where is your head at after two different circumstances that have, you know, basically let you down? Um, I'm fed up. You know, I, I can't deal with the idea of not being, not educating myself and not being able to take care of this myself. I said, you know, there's plenty of people out there that don't seem to have anyone helping them with their money and they seem to be doing okay. Um, And then I also was asking around, you know, other athletes and, you know, other people in my life, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I realized that no one wanted to have that conversation because they either didn't have someone or they had no idea what was going on and they didn't want to talk about the idea that, you know, they didn't have organization to their finances. And so that's when I realized, like, this is a real problem and I need to be responsible for myself. Uh, And a Google search in 2012 led me to the certified financial planning coursework. Um, And I saw it, I read about it, and I was like, this is the kind of stuff that I was talking about. Like, I needed help with all the different aspects of my money, not just one area. Um, And so blindly, no work experience, (laughs) not having uh, any idea what a CFP really was or what kind of job you get, I was like, this is the thing I need to learn. And I clicked the purchase button online and I was off and running with the CFP coursework. 
That's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's and it's really you know you kind of hit hit an important uh, piece here where I feel like so many people and especially you know if you grow up in a family where you know talking about money is kind of like a taboo, which you know was for certain generations. When you get to the age, you you don't have the education. No one's taught you these things. So how did you kind of you know from transitioning you know from being the pro athlete into an advisor tell me a little bit about you know what you wanted to do for the people that you were going to work with maybe the athletes or any any client that you have how is it going to be uh different what foundations were you going to implement into your business to make sure that you were doing it a little bit differently than what you've had had experienced it was simple for me. I was going to explain things in a way that, you know, the consumer, whoever I was helping, whatever my client was, like you said, whether it be an athlete or a millennial or um, anyone else, that they, they'd be able to understand. And as an athlete, you know, a lot of times people say, like you said, don't worry about anything. We got this. Just, it's okay. And, um, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I, I like to point out to my clients is I'm not going to enable you. I'm going to educate you. You know, anything I know, I don't have a problem with you knowing. There's no reason I should be hoarding the information for myself to kind of feel like you need me or have a one-up on me. Um, and so it's really, a, really important to me that people get educated and that they be able to uh, have communication in a way that's going to help them understand that I sit and I take as much time as it, it as it takes to help them understand these money concepts, starting with the basic foundation, not just skipping to investing, even if they have great savings or whatever. Let's start from one-on-one. So this is this is good because I think it's you know with a lot of advisors out there, um, you know, and, and the way things are going, being so fee based, uh, you need to be able to connect with someone, communicate with them, build rapport. So tell me a little bit about how you start. Like if 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 you know if there's advisors listening right now and they really want to make sure that they're building a structured, sound, you know, financial plan. Um, for their client? Like, where, where do you start with your clients? I start, like I said, like literally with the 101. So I ask them, do you have a budget? Uh, you know, 99% of the chance uh, time, it's it's no. Uh, and so I use uh, You Need a Budget, the budgeting software. And we just start there. We, we spent about four months in the budgeting software. And by them having to go transaction by transaction and figure out like what their budget is, what their actual spending is. Um, it kind of cuts the light bulb on, it makes them accountable, but then it also shows me, you know, uh, unlike the traditional gather data gathering process where you just turn in a bunch of documents to me and I analyze them, this is showing me like up close and personal, you know, how you're spending your money, what you're missing. You know, I see that there's no payment being made for life insurance. I see um, that there is no, um, nothing in place for uh, your children or health insurance is not getting paid on a monthly basis, for example. And so that's where I can, you know, kind of gather the information in addition to helping you, like you said, with this foundational principle so that once we're past this, we can move on to the other things that are traditional financial planning. Right. Got it. That's, that's excellent. So, um, how unique or how important do you think it is the fact that, you know, obviously by having the, the understanding of, you know, athletes that are, are turning pro and, and maybe don't have a financial planner or advisor that they can trust and take care of them and take care of their finances. You know, how have you been able to, you know, really work within that, that field where, you know, you're working with a lot of uh, pro and student athletes. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time to build trust and rapport with the athletes. You know, 
I will say one of the things I thought was like, it's going to be a lot easier for me. You know, a lot of people want to focus on the athletes, uh, but I am an athlete. And so they're going to totally relate to me. It's going to be awesome. But athletes in general always have someone approaching them about something. And the minute I turned into one of those people that's approaching them, you know, trying to get them as a client and, you know, wanting them to pay for a service that I'm providing, I turned into, you know, just like everybody else. You got to keep one eye open. I'm not really sure if you're trying to sell me something or if this is going to be good for me. Um, And so it's been a lot harder to gain the trust of the athletes than I had expected, you know, being an athlete. So it is really about building a rapport with them, um, communicating on a regular basis, and then showing value. You know, I give away information freely. It's not like you sign up here and then I'll tell you the secret. It's, you know, what do you need to know? How can I help you? Uh, These are the things you need to be considering as you're getting an agent. These are the things you should be considering if you're going to be traveling three or six months out of the year when the season starts. These are the things you should look out for with, you know, the entourage of people that are going to be around you. I'm constantly providing value in order to build that trust and rapport. Yes, I think that's interesting, um, especially, you know, specifically educating them about, you know, what you've experienced and what you know they may experience as being an athlete um, gives you a, a unique position. So as long as you're doing it correctly, like you said, and building rapport and educating, uh, it puts you in a position to, you know, really help them. Um, so tell me a little bit about, I, I know that you, you, you're working with, with athletes, but also you're, you know, you're working with this newer, younger, you know, millennial generation. Tell me a little bit about how you're able to um, serve, uh, you know, millennials that are starting to get in a position where they're financial planning or they need the advice, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's not the traditional AUM model. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with is like, okay, we see this next generation coming along, but they don't have assets. So how are we going to help them? And um, I, I figured out uh, three different offerings that seem to be working well for me. And one of them is... Um, a group class where I have up to 10 people at one time that I can serve and we kind of just walk through the basics you know let's, we call it um, weekend worth working and you know it kind of goes with the worth winning is the name of my company but uh, you spend a half day and you know you've provided me questions that you have on the front end and usually it's a, it's a $250 price point so at that point you're usually dealing if that's all you can afford with debt you're dealing with you know I don't know what my 401k is like what the heck is it um, um, how do I set up a budget? Those sort of so same fundamental sort of deals. Uh, and we spend kind of talking about your money emotions and how to get past that and get yourself on the right track. So you leave there with a itemized list of things that you can do. And you've, you've spent four hours talking to a professional and others and, and realizing that you're not alone in this process. Um, the second thing is one-on-one coaching where it's kind of like that budgeting process I was just talking to you about, or you can do comprehensive planning. And that's really based on income. You know, if you're fresh out of school, you're making 40 or $50,000, you got a, a ton of student loan debt. You're not really sure. Like you said, you haven't done the basic foundational principles, um, but you want some one-on-one attention. You know, I have, I have that for you as well. And then, you know, I said, depending on price point, usually around 75,000 um, up to, uh, even even up to 125 is where people feel comfortable paying for comprehensive financial planning. And so I have different price points based on your income um, for you to be able to get comprehensive planning. 
And then uh, the third thing is like speaking engagements, getting out as much as possible. So getting in front of the college students, getting in front of um, different organizations and groups of people in order to be able to explain to them uh, what these services are, why they're important, and, and why people should look at them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really um, great that you have those those different options because I know you know so many people you know when you think about financial advisors they're like oh I can't afford to work with one I'm not I don't make enough money it doesn't even make sense to do that you know and I, uh, the fact that you have these different uh, models or uh, um, you know different options for different income stages in your life is is super helpful to get someone at least to start thinking about doing budgeting and understanding how to save or you know start paying off their student loans which we know there's you know such a huge amount of student loan debt in this country um so how is you know getting in front of the millennial group and because i know that's a big big sticking point for a lot of financial advisors especially if there's someone some advisors that have been in the industry for a long time and they're used to working with you know higher net worth individuals or going after those type the, the that type of uh, client where you know now maybe they need to change up or, or take a different approach how how has it been working for you what have you seen being out there and trying to market yourself and put yourself out there to this newer generation um i said millennials are eager to learn and they don't know where to get the information so like i said they're there, some you hear frequently that we're afraid to invest in the market and that we're sitting on cash and um, you know we're hoarding everything and stuffing it all in our mattress. And I think really the the main thing is that uh, <laughs> we want to make an educated decision before we move forward with anything. And there's so much mixed information out there that we're hesitant to um, just go ahead and and jump off the deep end and say, oh yeah, I'm invested in this, I'm invested in that. We want to be able to educate ourselves. Um, so if you're looking to be able to communicate with a millennial, like I said, the first thing is to be able to come down and, and, and ask them, you know, what is it that you need for me and be able to tailor your services accordingly. Like a lot of the my peer planners are offering something they call a quick start where you just bring two questions. We got two hours and they charge you like 500 bucks for those two hours and they just answer your question. So you got to be able to package your services in such a way. It says not that they have a problem paying for them, and it's not that we're um, unteachable. Millennials are actually very coachable and very excited to learn. It's just a matter of putting it in a in a package, packaging it in a way that's easy for them to understand and makes them feel comfortable that you're they're not being sold something or um, you know going to end up with some sketchy investment something like that. Right. So that a way that they, it's more simplified and they know that they're getting some educational value and they're going to be taught something. And I think that, you know, you can see the big hesitation would be like long term commitments with finances where a lot where for a lot of, you know, millennials or, or um, you know, people coming right out of college or in their 20s, whatever it is, their, you know, their income isn't necessarily always certain. So it makes a lot of sense that you have to you know mix up the the. The, what you're offering to, to make sure that you're, you can help more people. You know, I just mentioned uh, the student loan debt that we have in this country. So tell me, like, how are you helping millennials with that? Because I know that's such a huge thing. I can I can't even imagine coming out of college and having like 50 grand or 100 grand or a couple hundred grand in debt and then like 
getting a job where I'm only making 40 or 50 grand. Like, 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 how do you help? How do you help someone in that type of situation? Because it seems like, I mean, it seems stressful just even talking about it, thinking about it. Yeah. So student loans have been one of the biggest lead generators um, for me, actually. Uh, I went and got recently a student loan advisor uh, designation. But in addition to that, before I even knew there was a designation, which very few people know, I was doing as much as I possibly could to learn everything I could about student loans. And the more and more I learned, you know, the more... I realize that this is a, a real problem for people and that by marketing that, you know, hey, are you having trouble with your student loans? Um, people would be willing to come through the door and all too excited to say, like, help me figure this out. Um, millennials frequently don't understand the payment plans. They don't understand their options. They don't understand, you know, they hear about forgiveness, uh, but they're not sure what the public service forgiveness is versus, you know, being forgiven after um, being on one of those income-based payments. So um, I do a lot with strategizing around student student loans so that they can feel like they're on a plan, they're on track, they understand, you know, yes, you are going to have to pay this debt back, or, you know, you might have racked up this 300000 and decided you didn't want to be a lawyer, and now you make $40,000 a year, we're going to have to just wait this out 20-something years if you're not going to um, look for a job that's going to earn you enough income to be able to pay this back. And but beware, there will be tax ramifications for whatever's forgiveness, forgiven, you know, X, Y, Z number of years down the road. So all sorts of stuff with student loan strategies. Uh, it's been a great lead generator and I've gotten some really good clients from it. You know, most people say, Ooh, you got a lot of student loan debt. You definitely aren't going to be a good client, but I've gotten many. Yeah. So that's interesting. I think it's a good, it's a, it seems like a great lead in, you know, to, to host some sort of webinar or something that's education where you can teach students coming out of college, uh, you know, about their options. Right. So is that, is that what you're doing? You're doing something like that. Are you setting something up like that? Exactly. So that's one of my like freemiums, if you will, is, you know, talking, uh, about student loans, kind of giving you one, uh, informational session. I am looking at getting into the colleges and trying to provide information, um, on the front end. Also, you know, churches, other organizations, there's the, the chamber of, of commerce, um, things like that, where you can go ahead and give these, these sort of, you know, informational things and then people come up to you afterward and then uh, you're getting clients from that. So yeah, the other thing I'm doing too is going into high schools now and talking to parents of high school students and talking to them about, you know, hey, before you let your kid get all these student loans, these are the things you need to know. Um, and generally they're the parents of high school students are not necessarily my target market. Um, a few are, but really getting them the information is going to make for me having a better client some years down the road because you might save them from doing something wrong on the front end. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great way to, I mean, it's a great way to really, you know, think years down the road, because if you're able to make connections with students and help them when they get in a situation where they're after college or they need financial planning advice, or they're in a, some sort of situation where they need help, you know, if they can turn to you four or five years down the road, because you're the person that, you know, met them or, or met their parents or their parents, you know, suggest um, that's a great way to, to get the lead generate for the for the future and, and hopefully incubate in, incubate by educating those people over time, you know? Yeah, there's definitely a delay ROI, but I think that's the part we sometimes miss as planners trying to build our firm is that you've got to invest in people. And ultimately, we're, we're in this profession in order to be able to help people. So give as much as you can um, and you will receive, you know, whatever it might be a later date, but you're not giving just to receive. You're giving because it's the right thing to do. Um, and in turn, you know, awesome this is going to happen to you <laughs> yeah it is 
Yeah, it is. I love that. And, uh, you know, now is a unique time uh, to be doing something like this, especially with the, the changing of, of money that we're going to see happening over the next five to 10 years. Um, you know, you're putting yourself and I suggest other advisors doing stuff like this to, to put yourself in a really unique position to, um, you know, work with more and more great clients and help more and more people. Uh, down the road, you know, when you're doing something like this. So that's really awesome that you're doing that, Lauren. Yeah, it's been really, really rewarding to, to watch people feel better because you get clients that come to you and they say, I'm never going to get married. No one's ever going to want me with $200,000 of debt or um, I can't even get a date because, you know, what is someone going to think if they find out about this? <laughs> you know, they're really embarrassed and ashamed and they want to, uh, to purchase their first home, but, you know, they have a home's worth of student loan debt. So to be able to help them sort through that and feel confident at the end of the day is really rewarding. Yeah, that's that's huge. I love what you said. I mean, I, I even remember, you know, I never had a ton of debt, but I did when I was younger after college as well. And it definitely affects your confidence with everything um, in your life. So to have someone that can support you and kind of put you on a path, I think um, it's unique and it's and I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that there's someone like you out there, Lauren, taking care of the the, the kids, the future of, uh, <laughs> of um, you know, the future of our of our country there, the leaders of, of tomorrow, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great to be doing it. So Lauren, I, I really appreciate, you know, this information. Is there anything that, uh, you know, if someone's listening out there that, that would want to connect with you or could learn more about your, your services, you know, where could they go to, to find you? Yeah, so I have a website, worth-winning.com. Um, on Twitter, we are worth underscore winning. And uh, Instagram, at Lauren C. Williams. My name is Lauren with a Y, L-A-U-R-Y-N. Uh, my personal website is lauren-williams.com. And I think that about covers it. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what editing's for, right? <laughs> cool, yeah, and we'll, um, we'll put all the info uh, in the, uh, the podcast notes when we, when we post, and um, that way you, connect, you can connect with Lauren, especially if you're listening to this and you, um, you know, know millennials or student athletes that, that need someone that can really, you know, make sure that uh, they're taken care of and, and you're working with a trusted advisor, Lauren's the, Lauren's the person to go to. So, Lauren, I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to speak with us. And um, uh, I know the, the audience will appreciate it as well. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks for having me. So there you have it, Lauren Williams. Thank you so much again for uh, being on the podcast and taking the time out of your busy day to uh, educate our listeners um, just about best practices. And, um, you know, I, I really love, again, the the approach on really trying to help people and educate them with their money while you're helping them financially plan and invest. And where you're not just like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got it. Like you actually are going to educate them and help them along the way. So it's, it's really valuable. And uh, if you want to connect uh, with Lauren, go to uh, her website, worth-winning.com. And uh, you can connect with her, her there. And uh, this has been another episode of the Entrepreneurial Wealth Manager Podcast. And we'll see you next time.